0: Welcome to module number two of Unleash the Warrior Within the Mission. I want to congratulate you for being here. And you may be thinking, why is he congratulating us? We've only just started. Why are you congratulating us again? Well, let me tell you why. There's a small percentage of people who will actually pull the trigger on opportunity. Most people will sit there dreaming and wondering, what if? But that's all it ever is. It's a dream and a vision. But they never put in the work to bring it into reality you can change your life and the crazy thing is is there's so much opportunity and information out there nowadays but the statistics show us that this the percentage of people who actually pull the trigger on opportunity to level themselves up to go to the next level there's an even smaller percentage of people who will go on to complete the investment Okay, and so what I'm saying is, is out of the percentage of those of you who have pulled the trigger on this opportunity on this course, those of you who have decided to unleash the warrior within, there's a small percentage of you who will actually go through to the end of this course, completing every single module and then applying it to your life and executing it with everything that you have, going to war for your goals and dreams. And so, if you're here in module number two, you've got through module number one, you've gone deep, you've gone seven levels deep, and you're now here in module number two. So congratulations for being here. Okay, in this module, we're going to be developing your target, your guiding light, your North Star. It's that one thing that you're working towards, with everything that you have. I want to start this module off much like the the module one. And I'll start with a story. This is my story of Afghanistan. It's actually the story of post-Afghanistan. And, and and a lot of lessons learned okay but before I get into coming home from Afghanistan I want to talk about being in Afghanistan I, I actually I had a great experience in Afghanistan I really I really did enjoy it there think there's certain things that I didn't like but I'm not going to talk about that here it's not the time it's not the place okay so I want to talk about Afghanistan as a whole I had a great experience I got, to, I got to go to Afghanistan as a 19-year-old boy and returning as a 20-year-old man. I matured a lot. I learned a lot. There's a lot of life lessons. And I spent a lot of time around men much older than me who had already been to war zones before. Okay? This helped me level up. This helped me level up in terms of maturing, in terms of thinking, in terms of decision-making. Because you're no longer just thinking for yourself. You're thinking for other people. You're off the tit, so to speak. You've left home. Mum's not there anymore. Okay, so when I went to Afghanistan, went over with my infantry company, and then we split up into different FOBs or forward operating bases. I pushed down to the south. We had a great time down there, met some great people, uh, really got to experience the Afghan culture. I had a great relationship with our interpreters who are Afghan locals. This is their home. And I had the privilege of being invited to dinner with some of the locals who actually lived around the patrol base and the interpreter. Again, is an amazing experience. Got to react to some incidents where there was some Taliban coming across the border and they were ambushing trucks and stealing. And so we got to go try to deal with those guys. We got to, there were, there were villages that were going to war for land. We got to turn up to those incidents. Every single one, not one shot was fired war is not what you always see on tv a lot of, a lot of great experiences a lot of elevated heart rates a lot of times of boredom but again these all these experiences helped me grow and then I'll never forget one day we came we came back from a task i can't remember if we had been working with the local police or whether we'd been out doing humanitarian aid tasks which involve things like schools medical centers bridges and roading and all that sort of stuff Yes, we are there to help the local population, contrary to what the media will have you believe. Trust me, I've lived it. I did it. I had a great relationship with some people over there. Anyway, carrying on. And I'll never forget coming home from patrol and just hearing it on the radio. Contact, contact, wait out. And then I found out it was my best mate's patrol. They'd been ambushed with small arms fire and RPGs. It's a feeling that I'll never forget, the feeling of helplessness, as I was isolated down in the south of patrol. In the south of the of the AO, of the Southern Patrol. After a period of time they decided that they wanted to increase the manning in the north part of the AO, because that's where all the contacts happened. I was privileged enough to get put into a patrol and into the same vehicle as my best mate. One of the most switched on soldiers I've ever met. Even though if you if you know him. He can be a little slothly from time to time, but as a soldier, he was switched on. Okay, so when I moved up into the northeast, I got to do a lot of reverse cycle. This was, for me, the greatest experience of my military career at this point in time. I was in Afghanistan, living in a valley. We were sleeping on the side of the road until we decided to harden a building. By harden, we put razor wire, we put doors on this abandoned building, and we sandbagged up all the windows. We then lived out of this as a forward operating base. We were working at night. We were working in many areas where all the contacts happened. We were happening in all the areas where people were getting robbed. But again, like I said earlier, we are still doing a lot of good work. We were going out during the day and we were finding humanitarian aid. Uh, tasks we were finding bridges that needed to be built we were looking at their medical centers how could they be upgraded how could we increase the level of care out in these remote areas of Afghanistan up in the Hindu Kush mountains how can we work with the local warlords to ensure that Taliban influence doesn't come and ruin their province burning down schools and eliminating opportunity for the young girls and the young women in that in that province there's a lot of good work but a lot, of us, a lot of our work done was night work, okay? We're out there searching based off intelligence, searching for insurgents coming across the border to attack us. And so we chose night due to our night fighting capabilities giving us the upper hand. To stay awake at night, I had a lot of dodgy energy drinks. Uh, we were driving around in Hummers and there's this little compartment if you've ever been in a hummer you'll know there's a little uh, compartment to the, to the right hand side i used to stuff red balls in there to keep me firing all night we had these um, other energy drinks from thailand called caribou and i don't know what the hell was in these things but my god they were addictive i'd sit there powering these back and then a lot of local food uh, to you know to make sure that we're, we're being a part of the population and to make sure we maintain good relations with the population we want to put money back into the economy. And so instead of eating all of our Western food, we'd spend a lot of our patrol funds going to the local bazaar and being amongst the population and and buying food from their restaurants. And it it was a great time. But uh, six to seven months in Hummers patrolling by night, not a lot of great sleep, not a lot of great PT. The body started to blow out and the body wasn't in, in, in great shape. Okay, oh, when I came home from Afghanistan, I was tired. And so once we came home, we ripped out of Afghanistan, I decided it was time it was time to get back to being operation fit. And I've always had this strong belief as soldiers we should stand for more. I've always I've always had this extreme mission focused and this is this dates back to pre-Afghanistan. I've always played sport my entire life as I told you in module 1 but I gave up a lot of sport because I didn't want to get injured because I was there to go on operations. That was my job. That was my duty. And that was what I joined for. I only joined for operations. Okay. And so when I came back, I wanted to be ready to deploy again. I loved being on operations. I actually loved being in Afghanistan and was reluctant to come home. Obviously we have to. Okay. So I was at the gym. I've always been passionate about fitness, but I've always just I've always just gone like a bull at the gate, and sometimes that doesn't work. If your body's already run down, which mine was from Afghanistan, so I was putting in the time and I was putting in the work, but I just wasn't getting the results that I wanted in the time frame that I wanted. Okay, and to be fair, I was training, just like everyone else. I was training, and I was training hard, but now thinking back, was my goal was just to get back to get back to where I was. Literally, my goal. And this is, th- this is where we thinking small, okay? I want you to take note here. This is about thinking small. When I came back from Afghanistan, my training goal was to get back to where I already knew I had been. How small-minded is that? If I could slap my younger self right now, I would. What sort of goal is that? Get back to where I know I've already been. I already know I can do that. So why would that even be a goal? How much effort am I going to give to get back to where I've already been? Not of a hell of a damn lot, Okay. So I'd never expect that goal of myself. I'd never expect myself to set a goal so low, and I would never expect you to set a goal so low. Take that as your first learning point. Do not go small, go big. Okay, so after some thought, I reached out to one of the personal training instructors. This guy had a reputation for being a beast. He used to be infantry, and I respected him because of that. And I'd heard he'd been a a pretty unique infantryman and he was well-respected, and as a PDI, he was well-respected, and he was doing this thing, and it was very new at the time, very new in our military anyway. He was doing this thing called CrossFit. What's this CrossFit? But anyway, I took, I checked my ego, okay? Sometimes when when we're going after our goals and maybe before you even pulled the trigger on this course, you, you, you think you know enough. You think you can do it all on your own. You think, what does someone else know that I don't? Well, this is the lesson learned here. I reached out to someone else. I asked for help. I put my hand up. I said, I don't know it all. I checked my ego. And you know what? This guy, he got me results. In eight weeks, on one of his programs, he he done me up, a personalized eight-week program, and they were better than any results I'd ever achieved in, in, in in the same period on why I was blowing and I learned that you don't know what you don't know sometimes you have to look around to see the solutions because you don't have all of the answers and you don't have to have all of the resources either but you ha- you need to be resourceful you need to see where the resources are you need to see who can give you those resources and for me I knew that there was a smarter faster better way to train and I found those resources okay and the beautiful thing is that by asking for help you usually speed up the process, and that's exactly what I did. Okay, a few years later, we crossed paths once once again. But now both of us are part of the special operations community. Okay, he took a different path. He went on to become a professional athlete. He was competing at the regionals levels and regional level in CrossFit. He runs a successful CrossFit gym. And he then passed special operations selection for the second time. This is the type of man he is, okay? And now, coming to the current day, I'm the visionary and the creator of Warfighter Athletic. And he is the mastermind behind our physical training program, okay? That same guy, that same relationship forged now, bearing the fruits years later on. It's a beautiful thing. And that's the great thing. By reaching out and asking for help, you make new relationships, You now have new resources. And so when I was dreaming up Warfighter Athletic and what we could do and the impact that we could have on the military fitness community and the impact we could have on the lives of the young men and women who want to join the military or who just want to live life to their fullest potential, who want to know physically where their limit is and wants to to just go for it with the right resources. When I was dreaming that up, I knew one guy, who was going to do the programming for Warfighter Athletic and for our training programs. And that's because he had got me results that I was just mind-blowing by. And they're just small details. They're small details, but the devil is in the detail. And they are what get the results. And I would never have known that. I would never have learned that if it wasn't for putting my hand up and asking for help. Okay, so one of my skills that I've learned over the years and this is and this is not me too to my own horn this is something I want to share with you this is something I want you to get good at because I believe it is an absolute skill and I believe it is so powerful okay and so one of my one of my skills has been to see success around me. I will then dissect it and I'll apply it to my own life for my own success. And it fast tracks the results. It's as simple as that. And it's not stealing because I don't sit there and go, oh, "I'm going to do what he's doing, exactly how he's doing it." Because execution is always going to be the differential and the game changer. And I like to always go, "Okay, if he's doing X, I'm going to do Y because Y is better than X." And so, and and, and I'll tell you a quick little story. When I got on the on the team, and this is a, as a soft operator, I looked at my GC or my group commander, and the guy, the way he ran. His gun, the way he cleared rooms, it was flowy. It was almost it was almost art form. The way he cleared rooms, the way he conducted room combat. And I applied it to myself. And I took what he was doing. And I emulated it. And I believe it made me a competent operator and a great team member. Okay. If you think about how did you learn to talk, how did you learn to walk, how did you learn to eat, it was as a child, you emulated everything everyone did around you, and you're doing the exact thing right now by having invested in this course and in yourself. Okay, There is a difference here, though. It is time to stop emulating the wrong people, and it's time to start emulating the right people. You see, one of the biggest pieces to the puzzle with my training once I came home from Afghanistan was a clearly defined goal, or what I like to call a laser-guided goal. A laser-guided goal. I was swinging for the fences with no rhyme or reason. It was all brute force and no method to the madness. And then I was setting out to achieve something I've already achieved. When you're thinking small, your actions are small. This takes me nicely into what I'm going to teach you next, how to set laser guided goals.